This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! I'm looking at a letterhead with the name McDonald's on it. You care to explain? It was confusing. People didn't even know it had anything to do with McDonald's. What's confusing is you calling yourself the McDonald's Corporation. People will think it's the whole company, not just the real estate arm, which we strongly suspect is what you hope. You put Dick's arches on your letterhead? This is not your company, Ray. Mac. Do you understand that? Mac, don't get upset. We came up with the speedy system, not you. Us. What have you ever come up with? Uh, can you name one thing? You can't. And you never have, and you never will, because you are a leech, Ray. You are a professional leech. You know what I came up with, Mac? A concept. I came up with the concept of winning. While you two boys were content to sit back and be a couple of also-rans. I want to take the future. I want to win. And you don't get there by being some aw shucks, nice guy, sap. There's no place in business for people like that. Business is war. It's dog eat dog, rat eat rat. If my competitor were drowning, I'd walk over and I'd put a hose right in his mouth. It's a brand new podcast from Parts Unknown, a strange journey through the depths of Netflix. It's Anthony Lewis, Glenn Bovey. We're back to talk another rando Netflix movie, the 2016 biographical drama film, The Founder, directed by John Lee Hancock, starring Michael Keaton, uh, Nick Offerman, and John Carroll Lynch. Um, But that's kind of just like the tip of the iceberg for the cast for this movie, because there's a a really great cast. Um, Yeah, Laura Dern. Patrick Wilson. Uh, yeah, Linda Cardinelli. Linda Cardellini. Cardellini, no, yes. Yeah. Um, B.J. Novak. If you guys remember The oh, Office? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's in here somewhere. Uh, so the founder uh, sees uh, Mr. Keaton playing one Ray Kroc, who uh, was a traveling milkshake salesman or a machine salesman. And uh, he, uh, he comes across... Uh, the very first McDonald's in 1954 in San Bernardino, California, run by the McDonald brothers. Uh, and this is basically the story of how uh, McDonald's went from uh, a fun, family-friendly, highly efficient local uh, restaurant to a real estate company, Glenn. <laughs> it's essentially what McDonald's is. Uh, today, that's where they make the bulk of their money is through real estate. Um, I didn't know what to expect when I watched this movie because uh, when I watched it the first time, I watched it when it came out in in 2016. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Like I sort of knew about like 
Ray Kroc was like the McDonald's guy. I, I didn't know that he got it from somebody else. Like I never knew that. Uh, you screwed over two people. Oh my God. Yeah. And I never <laughs> knew that. And I never thought like if they made a movie about that guy, that that's what they would do. But I mean, Michael Keaton's good at playing the villain. Uh, so uh, he's exceptionally, he's exceptionally good at it. And he's a villain who doesn't even, doesn't even realize he's the villain in the story. Uh, but he's kind of yeah. a horrible person. Um, I mean, he's like not horrible in like the evil sense, I guess, Glenn. He just didn't give a shit about the guys that he got this restaurant from. Uh, Real estate tycoon kind of way, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of morally bankrupt, I guess. Yeah, you know, kind of guy who would be president one day. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) honestly, yes. Uh, He was the, he definitely fit in to that uh american capitalist uh like right into that like just right into that square peg like it was perfect that's perfectly him um so this this film follows him from his attempts to get in on the business to trying to franchise it out like he goes to like his country club buddies and stuff but none of them are into it enough, I guess, to run it efficiently when he's put the work into it. They just think it's easy money. Yes. Yes. Uh, and instead he starts trying to franchise out to, uh, your middle class type folk, um, instead. And it sort of follows the ups and downs. Right. And for a while, the movie is kind of like a underdog story about him getting, this franchise off of the ground and turning it into a thing. But um, ultimately what it really boils down to is the McDonald's brothers didn't really want to franchise out their restaurant. Um, I think there were really only a couple in California that they had opened at all. And they were, well, they had done a few and one in Arizona, but they saw that everyone always strayed away from the plan. Yeah. And like they're, they were very, they very much were control freaks when it came to like how their product was made and distributed. But I mean, that like that can breed success and it worked really well for them. Um, so they wanted to keep things as close to the vest as possible. And when things kind of exploded, um, you know, their names were still on, they still owned part of the, the company or whatever. But by the, by the end of this movie, Ray, uh, renames his company the McDonald's Corporation and demands to be released from his contract and buy the McDonald brothers out. And I don't know if the blank check scene is legit, but apparently Ray does offer them like a blank check to settle their business. What the brothers want is a $2.7 million lump sum payment, which this article says in 2020 money is equivalent to $26 million. They would like to retain the ownership of the original restaurant in San Bernardino. And they would also like a 1% annual royalty fee as well, which by the way, would be so much money as well. Uh, when you think about how much money McDonald's makes, um, when the time comes to finalize the agreement, Ray refuses to include the royalty in the settlement and instead offers it as a handshake deal, which you know how those are. Don't do handshake deals, everybody. 
Um, and ultimately, he never makes good on his deal, on the handshake deal. Uh, like a supreme dickhead, he opens a McDonald's across the street from the San Bernardino original McDonald's, essentially shutting it down. And in the epilogue to the film, they note that the McDonald brothers were never paid their royalties, which would have been in the area of a hundred million dollars a year. Um, and then there's some shitty statement about how McDonald's feeds about 1% of the earth's population every day. So, um, what did you think of the founder, Glenn? I thought this, uh, on a second watch, I thought this movie was even better than the first time I watched it, but what did you think? just wanted to watch it it was one of those you know whenever they have like the award season like oh this could be it but it just you know kind of lost the buzz because mm-hmm. um, it's like right after Michael Keaton's Oscar nomination for Birdman yes um, so no I, I like the movie a lot and you're right it is like this underdog you kind of root for him mm-hmm. but then once you have a meet the McDonald's bros like well these guys are doing everything right they're super smart oh my god you know, and you just know yes. that he's one of them is Nick man. Offerman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're just going to do it. And he's just going to do whatever he can to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pretty crappy husband. Yes. And a pretty loveless marriage. Yep. Mm-hmm. And real life, he was married three times. So in mm-hmm. between Laura Dern and Linda Car- uh, Cardinelli, it was, he had another wife in between then. Yeah. Um, so can't imagine why those relationships didn't work out. Glenn, he seemed like such a sweetie do a lot of good <laughs> yeah yeah well him and his him and his third wife were together until he passed that's true um, that's that is true and he did leave a lot of money him and his wife like left a shitload of money to like charities and i mean he did do some good but mm-hmm. um how he got that money was pretty terrible yeah kind of um, after the fact I, yeah yeah i mean bj novak's notion of like you're in the real estate business and it's like holy shit like it's game changer yeah, I mean, and they, they really are. Uh, that's a thing that gets explained in here, too, is that while the franchise owner of the McDonald's owns that McDonald's, the McDonald's Corporation owns the land that it's built on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're paying a lease. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, I get, mean, I think a, a they get McDonald's paid for that. McDonald's franchisee mm-hmm. earns like 150000 on the low end mm-hmm. per year, yep. so... definitely you know again his thing of like going towards middle class not that 150 is middle class but you know you're not uber rich you're definitely well off but Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just a and uh yeah and even in the early days you know i was like the whole thing with like the the milkshake stuff is they were very very strict about their guidelines you know on how food was done and yes and you know look at them now i mean they're getting a little bit better about it i mean hey in 2025 they're gonna stop using the packaging that may poison people. So um, <laughs> hey. yeah, we'll look forward to, I saw that in the news today and I was like, Oh, okay. I'm glad you're only, it's only going to take you four years to get them out of circulation of, out of cardboard mm-hmm. that may possibly poison you. That's amazing. Isn't, Whatever. Isn't that the, isn't that original McDonald's um, method? Isn't that something that's kind of like employed today by like an in and out burger? I, I, I know there's like at least one chain that's like not everywhere, like they're slow to roll out all over the place and they don't make changes to their menu often. I think it's in and out burger, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, in and out, well, they have in and out has like their secret menu, right? They have mm-hmm. the, 
Yeah, I mean, style. one that's like yeah. that too is uh, like, uh, you know, here in Texas, you know, we have Whataburger. Oh yeah, Whataburger, they're 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 around, but I mean, like they're you know, it's still a well, it got now it's owned by a Chicago company, but mm-hmm. for years and years they were pretty, you know, family owned and kept things simple. Um, uh, same at like Wendy's, you know, Wendy's patties are never frozen, you know, that kind yep. of stuff. So yep. Um, when are we gonna get the Dave Thomas movie? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be the same as this one. But I mean, look, I I could be surprised. I didn't used to think that Ray Kroc was well, an he asshole. Started it. He didn't just you know destroy yeah. people's lives when starting up his business. Yeah, well, I mean, I could be wrong. Like maybe maybe there's this Dave Thomas story that we don't know, and they make the movie, and it's like, oh man, he was a dick too. Is everybody who started a fast food franchise just the worst person? Um, Probably. I could have swore I had heard something at some point that like one of the surviving McDonald brothers, like when interviewed uh, at some point in in history or whatever, said that like they were okay or something, not getting like you know they were fine, not getting the royalty money or whatever. Um, but honestly, like <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean even if they're even if they are legitimately like we don't care if we get the money or not. Like that's kind of not the point. Like <laughs> they literally took everything from you including your name. Yeah, like you des- like somebody deserves that money. It might as well be you and if you don't want it, you can give it to people who could use it, but um yeah, the, the sort of the point of it all is that's not right what happened. It shouldn't it shouldn't have yeah. happened to them. Um as a shame, but uh, the story was excellent. The performances were so good in this movie. Uh, I thought for sure, I thought for sure this would have been nominated for a lot more. Uh, but it really wasn't. Um, it got, in fact, this didn't get nominated for like any Oscars. I don't think. Or Golden Globes, right? No, nothing. Uh, Michael yeah. Keaton won the Capri Award for Best Actor. Uh, and at the AARP Movies for Grown Ups Awards, uh, it was nominated yeah. for three awards, but didn't win. They were probably like, I remember when Ray Kroc was the guy who ran McDonald's. <laughs> um, and they didn't even win any awards there. They were just nominated for Best Best time capsule, whatever the fuck that is, Glenn. Uh, best actor, uh, like a period piece, probably. Yes. Uh, <laughs> best actor. That's the weird thing about the movie is like all these quote unquote fast food restaurants. Like they had silverware. Like man, they really made it into a big deal back in the day. Grabbing mm-hmm. a hamburger, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of funny. Um, honestly, the way yeah, they- I know we still have like Sonic and stuff, but it's you know they don't put a tray on your. Yeah. Door. Holy crap. You know, these guys were doing this kind of thing. And again, in the fifties, you know, you think about how long ago it was and, uh, you know, doing their own version of mass production. It's just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, for, for me, uh, originally I gave this three and a half, but upon watching it again, uh, like I said, I liked it more the second time I watched it. And I did the rare correcting of my score, and I gave it a four this time. So I've I've bumped up the official score. Um, I'm, I'm I'm curious I, now. I kind of want to go back and listen to the podcast where I reviewed it. Um, 
a few years ago. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, oh boy. I guess it 2016 doesn't feel like that long ago, but after last year, it feels like a really long time ago. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to go back and listen and uh, and hear what um, hear what I said. So, because I, I don't remember why I would, uh, gave it a three and a half, but yeah, after this time, that was a, an easy four uh, for sure. Uh, so I don't know, Glenn, do, do we want to, do we want to, even if I, if I say this right now, it's going to ruin the fact I was going to say, do we want to, do we want to maintain the the mystery or do we want to just say that we pre-selected random movies to watch ahead of time to record several episodes in bulk or (laughs) should I edit this part out and retain the mystery of the show? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> okay. Everyone, not, we don't, people don't always need to see what's behind the scenes. Yeah, that's true. We don't. Not, not everybody wants to know how the hot dog is made. Um, okay, so uh, now is the part of the show where we head on over to RealGood.com and the Netflix Roulette Machine, where we will spin the wheel and come up with the film that we will watch next on uh, on the next episode of from parts unknown. I can't wait to see what it is. Uh, and no television shows, of course. Uh, and we don't bother with, uh, comedy specials or, uh, yeah, I hope we get like a classic movie. That's uh cartoon really important in film history. <laughs> oh, like, uh, like bridge over the river Kwai or is that an important yeah, movie yeah. in film history? Um, I mean, I know it's an old movie. I just don't know how important it is. Uh, Glenn, the next film we will watch is it's actually so old that it's rated 18 plus instead of rated R. I guess that's converted up, converted to rated R, uh, nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but the 1967 biography crime film, Bonnie and Clyde starring, uh, Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, Gene Hackman. And, uh, if memory serves, the uh, the first film uh, appearance of one Gene Wilder, I believe, yes. makes his film debut in that one. Uh, I have not seen this before. I've famously not seen any movies made before the 1970s. Uh, that is not entirely true. But uh, this one I have not seen. And at first, for some reason, I thought this was Thelma and Louise. But uh, it is not. <laughs> it is Bonnie and Clyde. Um so that is available to stream on Netflix, uh, everybody, if you're interested in watching along. And in the meantime, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly, hit subscribe, and then you can come back next time to hear us talk about that 1967 crime thriller, Glenn, Bonnie and Clyde on another podcast from Parts Unknown.